There are basically two reasons for experiencing persecution in this life. Number one, we can be persecuted because of the evil we say or do. Or number two, we can be persecuted because of the good we say or do. Today's Gospel reading deals with the latter reason. And it indicates that as the time approaches for the end of the world and the consummation of human history, the persecution of those who do and say what is good, in other words, those who love and serve the Lord, their persecution will increase. That's why Jesus makes it clear at the end of the passage that his followers need perseverance. The Lord says, by your perseverance, you will secure your lives. So today's homily will be about how you can make sure that you are persecuted for the right reason, so that you will secure your life before God on the Day of Judgment. Now I'll do that by giving you some very practical suggestions. These are suggestions of things, good things, that you can do or say, which are almost certain to get you persecuted, maybe even by members of your own family. So here they are. Suggestion number one. Go on vacation with Catholic members of your extended family and tell them that you're going to Mass and not to the beach on Sunday morning. Since all too many Catholics take a vacation from God and Mass when they're on vacation from their work, that's almost certain to elicit a few snide remarks. Suggestion number two, if you are married, have more than two children. You'll be accused of trying to overpopulate the world, which of course is exactly the opposite of what's happening in most Western industrialized countries at the present time. But since many people are ignorant of that fact, having three or more children will bring you at least some persecution. Suggestion number three, Publicly announce that you believe that marriage is between one man and one woman, and that you don't believe in so-called gay marriage. Then duck when the rocks get thrown at you. And make no mistake about it, they will be thrown, at least in the figurative sense. I speak from experience. Suggestion number four. Don't live together with your fiancé before you get married, and then tell people you don't believe it's right for a couple to live together before their wedding day. Variation of this is to make a chastity pledge to wait to have sex until you get married, as many of our teenagers do every year at the Steubenville Youth Conference. Suggestion number five, speaking of marriages, decline an invitation to attend a friend's wedding because your friend is Catholic and the marriage is outside the church and therefore invalid. Even if you respectfully decline and at the same time profess your love and support for your friend, the action of saying no is almost certain to get you some big-time persecution. Speaking of weddings, suggestion number six is the following. If you attend a wedding ceremony or a funeral liturgy, at a Protestant church, like Christ Episcopal Church down the road here. Don't go to communion. 
even if many of your Catholic friends and relatives do, that will get at least a few of them talking. As Catholics, of course, we can pray with our Protestant brothers and sisters in their churches, but we're not supposed to receive during their services, just like they are not supposed to receive at ours. That's because we are not united enough with them in terms of what we believe. St. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 10, verse 17, the Eucharist is supposed to be a sign of our unity in faith, a unity, unfortunately, that we don't have at the present time with our Protestant brothers and sisters. Suggestion number seven is for the students in the congregation, especially those in high school and college. When the subject of abortion comes up in one of your classes, publicly announce that you're pro-life. And by the way, don't assume you'll be less persecuted by your teacher and by your peers because you go to a so-called Catholic school. Unfortunately, not every Catholic school is truly Catholic in what it teaches. Suggestion number eight is for everyone. Tell your friends and acquaintances that you're proud to be Catholic. Since, as one commentator has said, anti-Catholicism is the last respectable prejudice left in America. Since that's the case, such a positive endorsement of the Church on your part will more than likely get at least a few negative responses for you. How about this last one? Tell people you're seriously thinking about entering the priesthood or religious life, presuming you are, of course. Or tell people you know someone who is, if you do, and that you support them in their vocation. And watch the sparks fly. And don't be surprised if some of the biggest sparks come from good, devout, church-going members of your own family. Sadly, I've seen that happen many times over the years. The very people who should be the most supportive of a vocation, sometimes are not. I'll end my homily now as I began it. There are basically two reasons for experiencing persecution. We can either be persecuted for the evil we say or do, or we can be persecuted because of the good we say or do. Let's pray at this Mass that all the persecution we experience in this life will be because of the latter. Keeping in mind that persecution for doing and saying good things has a reward, a reward from Almighty God Himself. And that reward, my brothers and sisters, is eternal.